I go Where the fire serve cold But the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow The bulls keep it running, the socks run the south The cubs run the north, but the bears run the house Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street Any team make a move and they never skip a beat And in this house, this is where we be Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z Welcome, welcome, welcome Welcome to Chicago, coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave. This is the TCSF Podcast with your host, E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Episode 29 is brought to you by 606 Media, Noir Caesar, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15. That is TRUEFAN15. That'll get you 15% off your entire order. That's right. As always, I'm Big Z, and I'm here with my co-host, E-Rock Wannabe. Hey. What's, what's up, Z? I'm just uh, <laughs> hanging out. If I seem a little distracted, it's because I'm currently watching the Green Bay Packers getting their butts beat by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'm enjoying every second of it. Now, I may have to eat crow, Uh-oh. but for right now, it feels good. <laughs> We got a great show, everyone, today. Uh, don't forget, hit that subscribe button on your favorite listening app. We're available on all major platforms. Today, we're starting something very special in partnership with Tampico and Grit Clothing Company. We would like to announce that we will showcase two local student college athletes to be on our show. Today, we have Alyssa Mojica and Julio Cajigas. Alyssa plays volleyball at Benedictine University in Lyle, and Julio plays baseball at Triton College in River Grove. Oh, yeah. We had a great conversation with both student athletes, and, uh, you know, you'll hear that a little bit later. But before we get into that, let's start off the show right, E. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup, where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. So, E, I'm going to ask you this again this week. <laughs> what in the blue hell is going on at Alice Hall? All right, calm down. Calm down. You went a little <laughs> off the rails there. It wasn't nothing crazy happened this week. Um, the Bears promoted on uh, this Friday. They promoted Sean Desai from the safeties coach to the defensive coordinator. He is the only remaining coach left from the Mark Trustman era. I mean, don't coaches have like an expiration date like milk? He's a guy that worked his way up the ranks. You know, he's the first, uh, as far as you know, the first ever coach um, of Indian descent. Okay. So that's a big, that's, you know, it's a big, big thing. Adam Amin uh, made a big deal out of it. He says, you know, brought a tear to his eye to think that his people are moving up in the world. Gotcha. And there's a lot of times when we have, like, for example, if you look at Bruce Arians' staff today on the Tampa Bay Bucks, mm-hmm. I think they said all four coordinators um, in the game were all black. And I saw some people saying, well, why is that a big deal? And this is what I'll say for you, uh, those of you out there listening. The reason why it's important to name the first female this, the first Indian that, the first time you see so many black coaches and and black referees and so on and so forth. Because until color doesn't matter to everyone, it matters. Yes. Just so you know. Okay. So that's what it's about. Now, number two. So, uh, so-called uh, retirement is what <laughs> happened with Coach uh, Chuck Bagano. Okay, they said he retired. They, they gave him his gold watch and said, "Hey, bro, you need to go." Right. So the Bears were speculated to be interested in a few guys after that retirement happened, including for- former San Francisco 49ers head coach and Super Bowl winning linebacker Mike Singletary. 
I don't know about the samurai, bro. Yeah, samurai Mike is, uh, he's a little out there, man. He might end up at Benny, Benny Hanna cutting up some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I don't know. I, I kind of like that they, they gave him a little bit of shine, but I mean, that's kind of the, he's trying to get back in the NFL. That's all that is. He's, he's been around. You see, there's a couple of other, um, uh, coaches that were on the 85 bears team. Speech, speaking of that, there's a lot of rumors still about possibly the bears having interest in trading for Deshaun Watson. Is this even really a possibility? Yeah, I don't think it's possible just because the bears have a lot of, uh, salary cap issues coming up into next year. Who are they going to resign? Who are they going to cut? Uh, they're on a hook for a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I think uh, what it is is they don't have the assets to send back don't. to Houston. They don't. You know? They really don't. Um, so like I was saying before, another connection to the 85 Bears, the Texans are trying to narrow it down to former Vikings head coach and Super Bowl winner Les Frazier, yep. who was with the Bears, and he actually got hurt in that Super Bowl, and he kind of really wasn't the same. Um, they're also considering Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City. Now, even though we heard that Watson went out of Houston, the coaching hire could make these Bears rumors a moot point because if they pick a guy who he wants to play for and it sounds like they're actually asking for his input. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. If they find a guy that he actually wants to play for, he's going to stick around in Houston. And I think those two guys, he was probably on his short list of guys he wants to play for. Right, right. So, so I'm pretty sure that, you know, he got that pipeline going for, for a couple of guys. Now, one thing that was really interesting is that they did, and this is confirmed as far as I know, Oh, they did interview Josh McCown for their head coaching position. Yeah, I did read that too, and it's like, Jesus, huh? It's it's kind of a weird story to hear. You know, like I said, Mike Singletary. You know, you got quarterbacks, and the thing is, it was McCown. Remember, he was on the Bears. Mm-hmm. He was on the Eagles. Mm-hmm. He was on all these various teams, and so he actually was on someone else's practice squad. I don't even know who it was, and then he came over to the Texans, and he was on their practice squad. So they're like, well, while you're around now. A couple years ago, he did retire. He left the NFL, and he was coaching high school football. I mean, that's that's a big jump to coach high school football to coach NFL football. Yes, you're in the game. Yes, you run the practice club, which means you're running the opposition's offense. Mm-hmm. But when to be the head guy and not have that experience, you're, you're jumping a couple hurdles ahead of time. It's not just that. It's the fact that he's not just coming from being a high school coach. He's coming from being a quarterback for the team. I mean, this is almost equivalent equivalent to, like, Ross if he would have came right off that World Series win and then, you know, was yeah. the manager, which yeah. didn't happen, obviously. But that's as close as I can equate it to. Same thing on the south side. The Sox had uh, a coaching search, and they're like, oh, hey, hey, Robin. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? There it is. Hey, come sit in this chair right here. You ain't got to do anything. You can, you can even take a nap. He didn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. All right, man, let's just move on. Let's... Uh, going on the north side of town with the Cubbies? Uh, Cubs agreed to a one-year deal with Austin Roaming. Ooh. I think that's his name. How yeah. say his name? He's Romain. a catcher. Um, $1.5 million. Um, You He's, know, they, they traded Caratini, so they needed a guy. Yeah, I think he was on the on the uh, Tigers. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you say who, I say who, even you as a Sox fan, I know who probably he seen his, he's seen him play. Yeah. Most, most uh, teams and most fans in MLB no idea who this guy is. Yeah, I know of him because he was on the Tigers and he played the White Sox. Right. But uh, he's not something that's memorable. But you guys, you just need a, ser- a serviceable back- backup. That's but, yeah, need. they needed someone that could play, that someone that's a professional. Now, John Lester. Oh, boy. John Lester is probably the most significant free agent signings of Chicago Cubs history. He drove the bus for the Cubs to their first World Series win in 108 years, and they kind of turned their backs on him by not bringing him back for a swan song year, especially since they didn't have any fans last year. So Lester went up to management and says, hey, what's going on? Nothing. 
He calls up the owner twice and says, hey, man, I want to come back. Mm-hmm. The owner says, hey, that's up to the GM. Mm-hmm. That's not my, I, I just own the team. My GM runs my team. Right. Calls the GM. You know what? We're, right now, we have some issues with the salary cap. We're trying to figure some stuff out. We'll get back to you. And then what happened? Crickets. Right. So, crickets guess what? from Ricketts. Yeah, crickets from Ricketts. And guess what? Other teams started saying, hey, I used to want to pitch, bro. And he's like, I do. And, but- and I said before, at the end of the season, that I would love to have Lester back in some capacity. I think that they should have gave him his swan song He year. said he didn't care where he pitched. He could have pitched a bullpen. He that, said he wants to finish his career. Exactly right. He said he, he wanted want- to be here in Chicago. He wanted to be with the team that he helped to bring a World Series to. I believe uh, he's at 193 in wins. And he, right. he wanted his seven wins so he can finish with 200. Right. He said, that's all I want. So Lester ended up signing with the Washington Nationals for one year. For about $5 million. There is absolutely no reason they couldn't have brought him back on that. Him and Schwarber. Yeah, well... $8 million? I think you kind of give Schwarber a chance to go win because I don't think they're planning on winning. And that could be what they're trying to do with Lester, too. But but they could have signed him for $8 million and trade him and flipped him during the trade deadline if he does well. And if he doesn't, guess what? But he, see, to me, here, here's, here's the one thing about Schwarber. If he's still around, now you still have more of emotion, an emotional connection to him where you see him every day and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, Schwarber, you got to go. You know what I mean? Versus like, hey, you know, but he would have been a you're free no agent. longer right. under contract. We'll give you a shot. You can go wherever you want. It's You know what I mean? So you could see both sides of that. I mean, you know, there's there's something there. But look, the Cubs are now without a majority of their rotation for last year. Lester is gone. Darvish is gone. Mm-hmm. Q is gone. Mm-hmm. Now, it's funny because when you look at where these guys went, they all kind of followed someone else that was with the Cubs in 2016 for the most part. Okay. Um, you know, Lester is going over there with Schwarber. Right. Uh, Quintana is going over to play for Joe Madden, Joe Madden again. right? And, and then you got Darvish and Carrot. They weren't around. So, But those are your two guys, your main guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they also lost uh, the former starter, Tyler Chatwood, who went right. to the Blue Jays, I believe. Yeah, I did. Look at that. That's why I'm wearing my hat today. Blue Jay hat. <laughs> so, I mean, like, this this team is going to be almost unrecognizable. A lot of people are saying that, um, you know, who's even going to pitch? Now, I was literally just reading something where there is a blockbuster trade considered where um, Kyle Hendricks could be possibly dealt. Kyle Hendricks and Chris Bryant possibly dealt the Blue Jays. All right, so there's a lot of rumors, and I'm going to get to that rumor in a second because there's another rumor about Kyle Hendricks. So on the south side, uh-huh. the White Sox have signed Trevor Bauer, baby. I'm getting tired of this. <laughs> this it, hold up. If we keep putting out fake news, no one's going to take us. <laughs> seriously? No one's going to take us seriously. Hey, I'm man. putting it out there in the universe, and it's got to happen People for us. People are going to start asking how many of these beers I cracked before we start recording, bro. <laughs> hold on. All right, all right. They haven't signed them yet, but, you know, I'm putting it out there. All right, so... Kyle Hendricks is rumored as being shopped, and he's being shopped as well as uh, the Blue Jays to the White Sox. Right. So the way I see it, this would be the trade package that I would put together, is I would give you Jared Kelly, number five on our prospect list, Mm -hmm. hard-throwing lefty. Jonathan Stever, number six on our prospects, right-handed pitcher. And Mickey Adolfo, number eight. He's an outfielder from the Dominican Republic. uh, Republic. That gives the Cubs three top ten prospects, two pitchers, and an outfielder. And for us, we get Hendricks signed for 2023. All the way through 2023. I don't like it. Okay, you don't like it because everybody's gone. Everybody's leaving. I do, man. Like, here's the thing. You're the last one at the bar. Everybody's, it's it's closing time, bro. You got to go home. Think think of how you felt. Oh, come on. Let's not go there. Think of how you felt when the White Sox 
basically started just letting everyone go. All those people that you saw will help them win the World Series. Mm-hmm. Now, when the Sox won it in 05, it was a surprise. It was. Okay. But you still have a special bond with those players as a fan. Definitely. With the Cubs, these players stuck around for five years, six years later because they were either under contract. You had a few guys you knew weren't coming back, like John Lackey. He was like, you know, I'm not here for a haircut. Mm-hmm. He got his ring and he was gone. Right. You knew Dexter Fowler, Fowler probably wasn't coming back. So there, right. there were a few guys that you knew were going to be gone because they're going to be promoting some of the other guys. That's but baseball. Kind of see Ian Happ come up. And, and, but we're looking at, I mean, I want to say Rizzo, Hayward, and um, and Baez, I think that's and, and Hendricks are like yeah, Hendricks, the last sorry. players left from that championship. And Contreras, and your coach? No, because your coach is gone. Joe Madden is, is no, no, no. Well, no, I'm talking about your new coach. Yeah, but you know what I mean as yeah. a player. Yeah, you know what I mean. So what I'm saying is, there's a max mass exodus, mm-hmm. and you cannot blame me for romanticizing the fact that these guys were with the team when they won the World Series. Not at all. But what I am looking at as a business transaction is, you know what? Let's get as much trade value so I can build up my team for the next couple couple years. They still have four or five good players that they can still build around. You still have Hayward. You still have Rizzo. You still have Contreras. You still mm-hmm. have Baez. You still have Hendricks. And everybody's, all, everybody's being shopped around. All uh, That's fine. But what I'm saying is that does that come come down to the Cubs playing poor? No, no, no one's saying that. You you got great players on this. No, I'm, I'm uh, saying are they playing poor? As they're not. For, stop. Are they playing? I don't have any money. I'm poor. Oh, they are. Are they pretending oh, to the, be poor? The Cubs are. The players are not. That's what I'm saying. Are they playing poor? Are they playing like the little Oliver oh, yeah. Twist with their hands out? Oh, yeah, they or, are. Are they truly poor? And what I mean by that is that we talked about this quite a bit oh my when gosh, we yes. first started the show. They put up all the buildings, they put up the hotels and the yep. restaurants and all that stuff. And right, right, right when they really finish everything, no fans. Pandemic. I, I'm sorry. No I don't money. feel sorry for you because guess what? I'm You're a billionaire. And guess what? That's, you put all your eggs in one basket. That yeah. is not our fault as a fan. I'm not. I, who said I'm blaming it on you? I'm, I'm asking you I'm questions. Not a <laughs> I am asking you questions because here's the thing. Who in a million years would have predicted that all Never. of a sudden there's no fans? No one. If I know for a fact that every Friday the day's going to end in Y, the sun's going to shine, whatever it is, the sun's going to rise. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Friday comes, they change the Y to an I, and the sun doesn't come out. You're like, what the hell? What am I supposed to do now? What am I supposed to do all these candles with Ys on them? <laughs> but you get what I'm saying is that they're, I'm not talking about feeling sorry. I'm not talking about any of that because... Mm-hmm. There is absolutely, positively no way to predict that all of a sudden you're going to have no, no, zero, big, fat, nothing gate revenue. You have no income coming from all the properties you just purchased around Wrigley Field. There is no money coming in. You got your TV deal and whatever merchandise. But a lot of your money comes from all the investments they made around the park. So is the real problem is that now they're cash poor because they can't play, they can't pay the players that they would might like to pay because they have to sit here and try to figure out how they keep all this stuff afloat. Or they're just saying, you know what? Let's see what I can do. Let's see if I can get somebody else on the cheap. You know what? There's a thing called a bank, and you guys can actually take out loans because you have assets. So I don't want to hear how I don't much, have money. How much loans can you take out? When I, you, doesn't you matter. How much money they, they doesn't matter. Own they, they own they all this stuff. Own. Okay, I own my house. I, no, you don't. That's my Until point. Until you get the deed. That's exactly my point. You think that they just 
Oh, you know what you I mean? You don't think that that money doesn't come from them? Even how even how much money they have, it's not just going to cover all of this plus pay your salary. That's how you become cash poor. So when you're relying on if revenue were to come in and pay for the things that you've already bought because you have to pay off your creditors, you have to pay off the banks. Those. So what we're saying is, money. hey, Cubs, open the books. Don't cry poor without showing everybody. I, I'm not saying that they are or not. I'm saying that is that what's happening? Because is that why they're not going after these players? It's got to come in, come in effect, but at the same time, that's not my problem. <laughs> way, to, way to analyze the, the question there, Z. Not my problem at all. I'm just saying, you can't cry poor after you've been, you know, all these, all these you profits. You still haven't answered the question. Do What do you think that they're doing? Do you think that they're being cheap or do you think they don't really don't have the money? I think that they don't have the money. Right. I, I, I think and I think that's the problem. I think they put all I, their eggs in one basket. Yeah. I, and which I cannot blame them for because how huh? do you all of a sudden all the money's taken away? Yeah. You or, know what I mean? Yeah, Wrigley Field and the Cubs have been a cash cow for decades. Right. And then they went there and they cashed in their yes, chips. Because yes. why wouldn't they? Exactly. Because that's what they did in Boston. I get, and all of a sudden it just you know what I mean? Like it's not I my point is that I can't really blame them if they don't have the money. Because they used the money on something they knew would be profitable, and all of a sudden they weren't able to profit off of it. Yeah, there's that's no fault of their own. If that's the case, who knows? Who knows? We got a new GM, we got a new president of, of the team. Yeah, I, I don't know. And 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 here's another thing that's been happening too: these coaches mm-hmm. and scouts have been a lot more vocal, really, since Theo left. And what I mean by that is they're actually talking to the media. You got like bench coaches and you got scouts and talking about, oh, why this guy came over? Because I was reading a story the other day. There's a lot of international free agents that are signing over to the Cubs because Javi Baez is their, is their favorite player. And it makes it a lot easier for some of these uh, international scouts. Yeah, that takes a page out of the White Sox. Well, yeah. I mean, look at that. We got Cuba set, you know, pretty much got well, a base down there. Enjoy your one country. I'm good with that. <laughs> I love my Cuban people. All right, man, what's going on on the west side? All right, on the west side, the Bulls had a three-game winning streak snapped by Anthony Davis and the Lakers. There's not another player you could think of on the Lakers? Not on not, not, not the top of my head. Maybe we should ask Mike. <laughs> At one point, the Bulls are down 30 points, so uh, they made a small comeback, and it just proves that these are the, the baby Bulls again, 2.0. You know, right. they're going to be... They'll be competitive with the teams that are, are on the level, but when they play a team full of superstars, uh, like the Lakers are, they're not going to be able to compete. Um, they do have heart, though, and that's one thing that they have shown, heart. Right, and, and one of the things that we were talking about earlier is that there's only two new players on this team from last year, right. and that's Garrett Temple and Pat Williams, right. and other than that, the biggest change that they had was the coach. So what you're seeing is, I, I want to say... The system um, is in place, and it's working. Right, they went from being 20, ranked 27th in the league in, in scoring, scoring. Mm-hmm. and now they're fifth in the mm-hmm. league, and who do you think that's due to? And they just dropped down to fifth last night because yeah. of... Uh, um, Mitchell yeah, over yeah. there in in, uh, in Utah yeah, who yeah. went off yeah. over on yeah that's why they dropped. But why? But, but why are they like that now? It ain't Jim Boylan. <laughs> Jim who? Yeah, right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> They're like that dude to Billy Donovan. Oh, Billy Donovan's a good coach. We've been saying that. That's probably one of the best hires we've had as a coach in a while. Ab- absolutely. I mean, I I, I think um, the Thibodeau signing was probably the one yes. that's going to be most heralded since mm-hmm. Bill Jackson. Um, you know, Tim Floyd was kind of oh, Fred Hoiberg. God. You also had um, 
uh, what's his name? Bill Cartwright. You had <laughs> Sleepy Bill. Yeah, so they they had a cavalcade of players come in and or, or Scott Skiles is decent. I like Scott Skiles, but I like but that hard nosed coach. I, like I hate that. what they did to him because they oh, fired him on Christmas. Christmas morning. Jeez. All right. Well, I mean, at least they're turning it around, Bulls. All right, the Bulls are playing more like a basketball team, and while they are learning on the court. Um, it's very no- noticeable what the improvements are, and the ball is moving around. Absolutely, and they're hitting shots. I saw Laurie hit some decent shots. Mm, now, yeah. I feel like they, they hit a lot of shots when there's no pressure. Um, Valentine can hit a lot of shots when he really doesn't have that much pressure on mm-hmm. him. He also, I think he slept on a lot because they're like, well, go, hey, if you're going to make the shot, make the shot, bro. Yeah. Uh, they're letting Laurie take a lot of shots. I think sometimes we want to see Zach kind of drive the ball a little bit more, like yes. I said before. Yes. Um, but he's getting more confident in the shot. Now, the funny thing is, is I, I heard someone saying that he's not really a three-point shooter or he needs... I, what, hold on. He was in a three-point contest last year. He was. He should have been in a dunk contest, though. No, he shouldn't have. He should leave that because he's getting a little bit older. Let the young guys get their shine because all they can do is dunk at that point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But what I'm saying is that he's worked on his shooting. He was even in that um, the online, you know, uh, the horse game that they played. Oh, okay. You know yeah. what I mean? So he's he has been definitely working on his shooting, especially since he's got here. Now, what he needs to work on is that defense. Well, it's it's it's, it's better. Right. I'm gonna say it's better than last year, so I'm gonna give him that. And then as this system is being instituted, he's more of a team player, even yes. though he does do a lot of isolation. But he should because he's the superstar in the team. A, you know, quote unquote. I think one of the biggest differences, like we said before, is Billy Donovan, and they actually have um, respect for this coach. Definitely. And they're listening to this coach versus get out of here. Oh, Who was this guy? I hope I hope he's like at home with his feet up watching ball and not actually trying to coach somebody because that was terrible. <laughs> All right, bro. What's going on with the other team on Madison? Uh, the Blackhawks are on a two-game winning streak because they played the Red Wings twice. <laughs> um, they had a 4-1 win, and then just today they beat them, I want to say, 6-2. to two. Yeah. Um, they're they're tro- still trying to figure out who their everyday uh, uh, goaltender is going to be. Um, Lankinen has Lankinen, actually yeah. been good in the pipes. He had his first, his his NHL debut, but they've kind of bounced around. Every one of their um, their Gold. young goaltenders has played a game so far. Yeah, the first couple games they've been they got their uh, butt kicked by the champs. They yeah, lost they like six to two, six to one, or something like that. And their Florida trip, yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then they played Florida and they lost. Well, Lankinen came in. And they lost in overtime. And and I don't want to blame him on that loss because it was a bad play towards on the defense well, don't, side. Don't forget, Q is coaching that Florida Panthers team, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he knows those guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he started off rough and with that OT loss. But I, ever since then, he's only allowed three goals. So Go I don't Hawks. expect much out of this team this year. I think this is really feeling out who's going to be your goalie of the future. Yeah. What's going on? Because, I mean, you still have uh, Tane and, uh, Tane. Taves. Kane, Kane and Taves on um, the team. You got, you know, you, you got Keith sticking around. So, I mean, the problem is, is that they're trying to give some of these young guys their shine, but some of the old guys are, are sticking around and kind of taking away. Now, Taves, as far as I know, he's still out with that weird injury, isn't he? Yeah, we don't know what's going on. No no update on that. Right. So, he said I mean, he was going to take his time and, and, you know, go through the process. I, I hope he's okay. He's, yeah. he's definitely one of my, my favorite hockey players, you know, as much as I am into hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely one of my favorite players. He's just no nonsense, you know. Um, and and I wish him well, man. Yeah. Hey, Blackhawks, we need some hockey tickets, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I live down the street. I think I think everyone needs tickets to everything. As soon as I open up, I mean, oh, exactly. it's going to be nuts. Exactly. It's going to be a crazy summer. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, like what you hear? Show your support with a subscription. All proceeds will go towards the betterment of the show. Go to anchor.fm 
backslash true Chicago sports fans backslash support. We'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsor. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Today we're starting something very special. In partnership with Tampico and Grit Clothing Company, we would like to announce that we will showcase two local student college athletes to be on our show. Today we have Alyssa Mojica and Julio Cajigas. Alyssa plays volleyball at Benedictine University in Lyle, and Julio plays baseball at Triton College in River Grove. First off, from Benedictine, I can never say that. Benedictine. Benedictine. Jesus. <laughs> Me and these big words. Uh, being a college person myself with two degrees, I should be able to speak, right? Uh, from Benedictine University volleyball team, we welcome Alyssa Mojica. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, it's really great to have you here. Uh, we're going to ask you a few questions about volleyball. We're not too well versed in volleyball, but we are excited to have a uh, local college uh, athletes with us to uh, teach us about some of the stuff we don't know. Um, how long have you been playing volleyball? I've been playing volleyball since I was seven. Um, wow. In terms of playing competitively, maybe since I was 10 when I started a travel sports team where I travel like anywhere in the nation playing against teams around the nation. Okay. Wow. Uh, was there any other sports that you played when you were a kid and growing up? Yeah, so I played kind of a lot of sports growing up. Um, my big ones were softball and basketball as well. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I did do a little ice skating here, a little gymnastics, a little soccer. And wow. it just, as I got older, it got to the point where, like, I really wanted to just focus on one. And volleyball was always the one that I had more passion for than the others. Is there a position specifically that you like to play on the court? Yeah, my position in college is a setter. Mm -hmm. I'm just in charge of, like, assisting the hitters and getting the points on the team. Awesome, awesome. I mean, she's like the shortstop from baseball. There you go. Yeah, this is a captain. <laughs> yeah, so let me ask you a question. What's your ultimate goal with your playing career? Um, so this past year, I was a freshman and I, I was able to get honorable mention in my conference, which um, for me, it was a big shock and surprise, but I was very grateful for that. Right. And as I go on, I would really like to hopefully become first team in the conference as well. Um, and really just keep on advancing my volleyball career as the years go on. That, that's fantastic. I mean, I, I love it when people like really pick up on their sport and they they just strive to be the best in whatever they can do. Is there any other, other things that, that keep uh, your time, that occupy your time outside volleyball? Is there any hobbies? You play an instrument? Like what, what outside of sports, what, what uh, gets you going? Um, well, I currently double major in school, so I have a lot of classes I'm taking. Um, then along with that, I, I am working as well. So I work at a nearby pizza place. Uh, so when I'm not working, I'm playing volleyball. When I'm not playing volleyball, I'm at school. So it's never any like real downtime. I'm always doing something. Awesome. So, so yeah, your hobby is going to school. Your hobby is going to school. <laughs> Basically, but I enjoy it. I really enjoy going to school. So it's not it's not something I dread. So let, let me ask you a question. We gotta we like to ask some fun questions sometimes. So I got a good one for you. Uh -oh. You can this can be about um, you know your personal life, your academic life, your sports life. What would you say is what would you say is your proudest moment? Ooh, um, 
I would say in terms of volleyball, do it sports wise, one of our biggest rivals is Dominican University. Uh-huh. And that is a school that our volleyball program for years now has not able to beat. So this past year, which was my freshman year, we played them and took them to four sets and we won. So that was just a moment just as a team that we were all really happy about because it was just this win that we were almost the underdogs in that situation. And we were able to come on top of it after like years and years of not being able to beat them. Yeah, especially when you get to beat your rival. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. That is the best. Yeah. <laughs> so so let, let me ask you a question like I've been doing this whole time. <laughs> right. So when you think about what what players, um, whether it's like that play professional or, or play in the Olympics or, you know, any, any international games, what players would you say have influenced you the most? I would say a big one. She is currently the middle at University of Wisconsin. Her name is Dana Redkey. Okay. She is a, I believe she's six foot nine middle at wow. Wow. University of Wisconsin. Wow. She's she's very, very tall. Um, but I actually played with her sister in club. We played for the same club team. And after, like with that, I kind of can follow Dana a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And just like the passion she brings to the game and how much she even brought just her freshman year. Um, she's always just she always just plays with so much passion. And I think that's something I really look for as well, is just like being as passionate of a player as I can be especially because you train your whole life to play for a college sport. And like, now that you're here, like you just want to give it all. I think it's really cool that you're the the one person that you're kind of looking up to is one of your peers versus someone that's like so far, you know, uh, like Olympic or whatever. Like you're looking at one of your peers and you're, you're getting inspiration from someone that's in your peer group versus like, you know, just like, it's like a kid liking their Steph Curry like if you like Steph Curry like oh yeah I'll never meet Steph Curry but right. at least this is someone you can glean information off of that's what I mean right yeah. exactly alright so Alyssa we have a special gift for you in conjunction with Tampico and Grit Clothing Company we would like to award you with a hat designed by Grit Clothing Company as well as a $25 gift co- uh, online voucher to gritclothingco.com and wait there's more <laughs> We also have a $100 gift card to Dick's Sporting Goods sponsored by Tampico. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's awesome. Bit. That's awesome. I-, I love Dick's Sporting Goods. Uh, yeah, I know you do. Just walking around and just like, yeah, there's, just playing with equipment I know that I can't afford right now, but someday I'll come back and get it. Yeah, it's a very dangerous play- place for us, for sport uh-huh. uh, these guys that are nuts about sports. I can't go to the shoe section, man. I'll come out with like three pairs. Right. All right, Alyssa, congratulations on being our our first award winner. Uh, we wish you all the best in your season. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Thank you, Alyssa. Take care. All right. Next up is an outfielder from Triton College Baseball, Julio Cajigas. Welcome to the show, Julio. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. No problem. Welcome. It's great to have you. So first off, we got to get this out of the way. <laughs> Cubs or Sox? Sox. Yeah. That's right. Who's your favorite player right now on the squad? I have to say um, Brayu. Yeah, yeah, baby. MVP, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you're a White Sox fan, it's hard to not have either Abreu or Tim Anderson as your favorite player right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So l- let's ask, uh, how long have you been playing baseball, man? 
was like a walk. <laughs> That's what's up. That's awesome. Where, yeah. Yeah, where did you first start playing? I first started playing like uh, T-ball when I was like three or four, whatever, like the youngest they'd let me mm-hmm. play T-ball. It was like a little league in Romeoville okay. where I lived down and where I grew up. Um, it was like a little rec league and that's where I started. So what's your goal with your playing career? My goal right now, so I'm at Trang College right now right. and I'm a, I'm a sophomore in the classroom, but I'm like a COVID freshman oh, because okay. of the stuff. So I'm a sophomore in the classroom, but I'm technically still like a freshman on the field because last year got canceled. Right. So you have another another year of eligibility, right? Yeah. So my plan school-wise is to get my associate's degree. And after that, my goal is to transfer to a four-year university Okay. because I'm at a a community college right now. Right. Then once I transfer to that four-year university, I can get my degree and what I'm not sure not like 100% sure my major but that I could get my major in that and then as I'm doing that I'll be playing baseball in a university so it's a win-win so what university would be your school of choice that's tough it's really because <laughs> with baseball it can't really pick and choose it's who's ever interested who's ever giving the most uh most money school and baseball wise right right yeah but let's say that's off the table and they said you have carte blanche. What, what's what's your school of preference? Any warm school, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So you're looking at Cal, uh, like Cal, or somewhere in Texas, or Florida. Florida yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Some but, Southern Belt. Mm-hmm. But I don't judge. Whatever, whoever's gonna give me the best chance and stuff, you know, best opportunity. So did you play any but other sports growing up? I played basketball growing up. Okay. And um, I played a little bit of soccer. I actually did it all. I did karate when I was little too. <laughs> When you're young, yeah. you, you like to try out different things and try to figure out what's going to stick. All right, so, so would you be on the Cobra Kai side or would you be on the, the Miyagi side? Miyagi Dojo. Um, I have no idea. I, like, <laughs> We're dating ourselves now, but, you know, they, they brought that back. So now it's a little bit more popular. What's your, yeah, what's your favorite activities out, outside of sports? Um, I like to work out. I mean, I guess that counts. I really like to work out um, outside, like... As far as like hobbies, um, I'm a big MMA fan. I like to watch the UFC. Yeah. Nice. You, did you catch um, that? Did you catch McGregor? Yes, yes. <laughs> what did yeah. you, you think about that one? I was sad, man. He's one of my favorites. I don't think he, I don't think he trained enough. I don't think he, he, he took it seriously enough. And I think he thought that the way that he won last time, he could just kind of go in there and just smack this kid around. But Poirier has been uh, yeah. been out there kicking butt. Well, he did say, you know. A year off from activities makes right. a huge difference. Absolutely. So, so not be able to train yeah. the way you're supposed to be training makes a huge difference. Yeah, he's one of my. Um, yeah, I really look up to him because of his, his whole uh, my, how he came into the game and his whole mindset and stuff. He has a bulletproof mindset. He does. And um, that's why that's what I try. I always watch videos on him and try to pick up stuff from what he does. I mean, it's fine. He lost, and everybody in the internet's gonna try to kick him while he's down. But it's fine. He'll be back. Yeah, there'll be another. <laughs> All right, Julio, what is your proudest moment? Like, this could be either with your career or your personal life or your academic life. My proudest moment in my career is probably when I was a freshman. I went to this event called the Power Showcase in Miami. Okay. Which was, I was a freshman, so it was 2015, 16, and it was a home run derby. And that was the first time I was like really like on, you can say like a big stage or whatever, because it was like the Marlins Park in Florida. And it was a home run derby. And, um, I hit a couple home runs out of Marlins Stadium, and that was probably my proudest moment. That's and then awesome. a day later, we had a day later we had like a um we played a game 
It was like an All-American game between the best kids in the country. And I had won MVP for that game. Whoa. So that those two combined are probably the proudest moments of my career. So I'm guessing that your goal in your professional career is to make it to the bigs. And yes. let's say aside from the White Sox, which you know is your favorite team, what other team would you like to play for? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind playing for the Cubs either. It's yeah. still Chicago. Yeah. I like, I, even though I'm a Sox fan. Doesn't I don't matter. just like ah, Cubs. Chicago, you know? like I, Chicago love, and that's what I'm saying is that yeah. you know, like, because we're we're gonna catch a lot of business going back and forth talking about the White Sox. Me being a Cubs fan, yep. But I'm I'm just I yeah. just like the baseball man, especially like coming from out of Chicago. I'm with it. So so look, Julio, we have something very special for you. Um, in conjunction with Tampico and Grit Clothing Company, we would like to award you with a hat designed by Grit Clothing Company, as well as a $25 online voucher to gritclothingco.com. But wait, there's more. We also have a $100 gift card to Dick's Sporting Goods, sponsored by Tampico. Congratulations, Julio. Uh, wow, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Hopefully we can uh, participate in uh, giving you that, like, that glove or some equipment that you really need man <laughs> yeah yeah that's big that's big tough all right julio congratulations and we want to wish you all the best in your season and uh thank you right, thank, thank you so much thanks for coming on man all right julio take care thank you hey true chicago sports fans show off your chicago pride with some fresh gear from grit clothing company at grit clothing they create simple classic clothing that represents their south side chicago lifestyle with products like hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and glassware, Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% to your entire order. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It's that time again. Uh-oh. It's time to stir the pot. Oh, boy. Hey, man. I got some stuff for you. I know. You took you, you took over. I gave you a lot of questions last year, so now yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm taking it here. So what you got? This is harder than what, what it actually looked like. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> and that's what she said. Hey. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get down to it. Going down to get your food. Uh-huh. And you get two sides to pick from. Okay. Fries or onion rings? Um, am I take French fries or onion rings? Yep. I'm in general, it has to be in general. I can't say from here or there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you if I have to pick one. One. Okay. Mm-hmm. This doesn't make the other one disappear, does it? Not forever, but I'm just saying. No, but just if I'm looking at the menu, I got to pick one. Yeah. Okay. I am going with onion rings. Of course you're going with onion rings. I'm going with onion rings. Of course you would. You know why? Because some places have really, really good onion rings. And some places don't. And Yeah, but that's fine. But if I know they have good onion rings, I'm you know what I mean? Like most places that have it on the menu, it's not as common as fries. I've had really good fries. I've had terrible fries. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Unless it's like the, the frozen... Um, Ojeda, the little tiny, you know what I mean, like the little tiny uh, onion rings. I mean, you can't go wrong with onion rings. You get the big crispy ones; those are those are what's up, man. No, man, you gotta go with fries, man. Fries are boring. No, they're not. Fries are boring. No, they're not. You take your French fries. And I put and, ketchup and on them. Take your ketchup, <laughs> and you can stick it up your ketchup. Oh, hey, oh, got a little excited there. Got All right, 
We're back on track to disagreeing. Thank goodness. So, so now I'm going to flip it on you. Oh, boy. I'm going to flip it on you. Because you want to come at me with fries and onion rings. Okay. Fries or tater tots? Tater tots all day. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> they're the best. They're like little crispy, crunchy pockets of delicious little potato pillows. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, I get tater tots. And when you get tater tots, you get the works on them. Hell yeah. You get the, the sour get like cream. The nacho, the like the nacho style. Like, yeah. It's like, if you want to be fat today. Go all in. <laughs> you might as well do it. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Tater tots all day. I got people arguing me about tater tots. But I mean, I feel like anyone argues with me about tater tots. Have you ever had a tater tot? It is the best of all the tots. And it's filled with taters. <laughs> Let's get out of here, man. All right, y'all. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, remember to give us a review and five stars on your listening app of choice. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media Group, Villain Radio Studios, and Grit Clothing Company. Visit gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. A huge thank you to today's guest, our featured college student athletes for January, Alyssa Mojica from the Benedictine Volleyball Team and Julio Cajigas from Triton College Baseball. Yeah, congratulations to them. Absolutely, our very first winners. That's right. Uh, shout out to Ronesh and shout out to our super producer. Super duper. <laughs> Jay Soto. Want to start a podcast or have your show sound as clean as ours? You can find everything you need at jsotomedia.com. Check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's at True CHI Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you guys. Maybe give us some more uh, stirring the pot. That's right. Send those in. Send those in. We need some. We need some help. You can reach us at True Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out the All Night Podcast with Mike Logic and Ideal. Brand new episodes every other Monday coinciding with the NBA season. Uh, before we go today, we'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the passing of two great men, two legends. Uh, number one being Larry King, one of the all-time great news interviewers. I mean, like, everyone knows who he is. I mean, yeah, if, you're, if you're on Larry King, <laughs> if you're on Larry King, you made yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, he was just... He was just there for everything. I mean, like he helped to build CNN. Um, the other, the other guy that I want to mention um, was the legendary Hank Aaron, um, who in my mind is still the home run king. Most definitely, most definitely. You know, Barry Bonds, sh- shrunken head, giant head, big. The, it, the the thing about Barry Bonds, real quick, he would have been a great Hall of Fame player without the steroids. He didn't need it. He was a Hall of Fame before he took the steroids. And if he would have stayed like that, yep, he's a home run king. But because of that, it's Hank Aaron, baby. Condolences to the family of Hank Aaron. Uh, condolences for all baseball fans because he was just such an inspiration. I remember when he hit, watching the video because I wasn't old enough, but watching the video when he hit that home run and the fans were congratulating him. You would, oh, that yeah. would never fly today, but nope. it was just it was just an amazing sight to see and we see it all the time. So condolences, condolences to them. Uh, their family and all baseball fans. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E-Rock. We will see you next week for episode 30. 30. Wow. Wow. Dirty 30 already. All right, y'all. Until then, be good to each other. I love sports. Yeah, baby. I love them. (laughs) I love them so much. Talking about tots, right? Oh, tots. (laughs) Have you seen your tots? Hell no. no.
Oh, Napoleon, no. You can't have my cornbread either. Tail <laughs> fruit. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichoke poppers.